Today's episode of the Wretched Hive Podcast is sponsored by Timeless Pints Brewing Company. Timeless Pints is your go-to location for distinctively different beer in Southern California. They offer a huge variety of beers, including light beers, dark beers, Belgians, blondes, red ales. The honey blonde is actually really, really good. But the dark beers are my favorites, and the Bear Reader Huckleberry Stout has been my go-to beer for many years with its complex roast of malts and barley and a hint of huckleberry. Oh man, it is so delicious. Lately though, I've been enjoying the Rocktoberfest and when it comes back around, the London Porter is one of the best beers I think I've ever had. And you know, the beer is great, but it's really the service and the people at Timeless Pints that make that place my cheers. Timeless Pints is here in Southern California just about a mile off the Cherry Avenue exit at the 405 Freeway here in Lakewood and Long Beach area. Uh, To keep up with the latest beer releases and information about special events, follow Timeless Pints on Twitter, at Timeless Pints. You can visit them on the web at TimelessPints.com. So drop by Timeless Pints, have a beer, and make sure to tell them the Wretched Hive sent you. Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Space Force. What are you talking about? You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Palpatine had sex. (laughs) It's true. He did. And we're going to explain it to you because you have found... Do it, do it, do it, do it. The Wretched Hive Podcast for Friday. (laughs) That was perfect, I got to say. I'm feeling so dirty. Friday, January 10th. 2019 episode 104 of the show my name is steve baldwin and almost all the hive is with us on this balmy evening in southern california we are thrilled that you've joined this uh, the blah 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 we are thrilled that you've joined us my god <laughs> enjoying that that huckleberry stout i see this, actually <laughs> probably not good that i had a second one um we are thrilled that you've joined us on this epic night of star wars talk so let's get it started as always with the wookie co-pilot greg lent Stevie B equals MC squared. Do not, under any circumstances, ask us any math questions tonight. We are missing our most math proficient member, and it is going to be hard to calculate parsecs up in this galaxy's bitch right now. Mm, With Dave gone, the math skills of this here group plummet. I mean, they're they're not good to begin with, but let's face it. Yeah. drastically for sure well, but it's good to be here nonetheless i'm happy that, to be here happy to be with you guys happy that you all out there in podcast lander tuning in thank you you're just welcome happy. to the wretched hut he is he's very happy tonight guys i just turned 50 and Ooh. i'm feeling good feeling ecstatic feeling good we had our annual get-together of the Hive where we were all actually in the same room together this past weekend thank you very much to all of you guys for coming along and celebrating my birthday with me i appreciate it 
Yeah. That was a lot of fun, man. That was a lot of fun. And looking at the picture we took, I literally only have like two or three pictures with all of us together. Yeah. In the last five years. (laughs) And yet, yeah, I think there's. I think there's more pictures that Scott has tried to Photoshop the five of us into the same frame <laughs> than there are true. of us actually together. It's true. Oh. It's true that. Uh, well, you're talking about this guy right here. He is a lifelong Star Wars fan! Evansky. Oh, my God, Steve. Well, first of all, I have to I have to throw this out there because happy birthday, Greg. I know we oh. celebrated over Thanks, the sir. weekend, but uh, it, it's well-deserved and such a great time hanging out with all of the hive that was really fun yeah downtown disney it was, it was a blast um it had some tiki drinks some tiki drinks downtown disney uh the disneyland hotel area yeah trader sam's it's a wonderful trader place sam's, you guys right. did some of that uh the vr action thing going on uh, did the vr thing we, we drank baby yodas we did the vr thing it was a it was a fun evening that's right we had a couple baby yodas oh, that yeah. night yeah. that was great yep. yeah mm-hmm. hey uh, i want to say i am amped right now because i am still getting my fix of the mandalorian and i actually just saw another version well i'm sorry the same version but another copy of rise of skywalker now that technically my third time so i've got a lot to talk about on that oh i got some stuff we're gonna hit the rise of skywalker tonight i can't wait yeah yeah we got got an opportunity opportunity to sit down with a pen and a pad of paper and take some detailed notes did you uh, actually, my son did. He took two pages of notes. It was insane. Jesus Christ! Ooh, we have a new intern. Yeah, he might be Ooh. coming on here. He's intern got he's, he's got some great points too. Take him. But yeah, are we gonna one. hit the Rise of Skywalker as hard as that Stormtrooper hit Baby Yoda? Ooh. <laughs> and everyone hates on Jason Tudekas now because oh. he's getting a lot of crap for that. <laughs> That's, great. Yeah. That's great. Well, also on the show tonight, well. No, I, actually, I was going to skip to Dave for some reason. That's weird. That I guess weird, I, I guess yeah. I can't wait to tell everyone that Dave's not on the show. <laughs> Strange. You skip over. But I don't know. But who is Nico on? He's going to go right over Nico. Well, oh, are we just going right to news? Just straight to news right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Wait, wait for it. Fuck you, Scott. There it is. Also on the show, he's the captain of the... Nico Rodriguez. That's beautiful. Hi, hello, hello, everybody. How are we all doing tonight? I'm doing great. I love that I can do anything to you, and the response will always be, fuck you, Scott. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's because I secretly... Mm. Hate Scott. Oh, so. I, gonna, oh, I thought wow. there was going to be some love there, but <laughs> oh, no. Man. Is that a secret? <laughs> Is that a secret? Yeah, I was, uh, was going to say that's uh, not really a secret. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not. It's, it's not a secret that I hate Scott. But the secret is. I'm vegan now, and it's really tough to be a vegan in 2020. Yeah, how's that going? Yeah, you feeling good? It's you know I'm I'm feeling hungry all the time. Mm. And god damn, I poop like four times a day and the gas is unreal. And I had to Google that and it's a real fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. It's because the increase in fiber in the diet just, it makes you poop and fart. We just, we just got into a medical blog <sighs> thing. What is or a Jesus podcast? You're, uh, you're, dro- you're, you're dropping a lot of rebels into the Sarlacc pit, yeah, man. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. dude. Huh. 
Like Mr. Bungle said back in the day, it's not funny. My ass is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bungle was... Well, like Palpatine says... Do it, 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 do it. I don't know why that's funny to me. It just is. No, it is. Both, both, both of us having that sound clip, though, is really... Is really dangerous though. Oh, are you? Should we you do know. do? Let's do dueling. Do it sound clips. Ready? Okay. One, right. two, go. three. Do it. 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 Phase action. It's like row, row, row your boat. Oh, that's, that's you gotta pull up Floyd, like you know, stereophonic. And you'll be the left speaker, and I'll be the right speaker. This is gonna work, Steve. Go back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna thing. work, Steve. Uh, not on the show tonight is Dave. Do not ever, ever call him Harry Potter. Uh, taking the night off. I guess he's, uh, I don't know, making money working or something. <sighs> actually not taking the night off and working some overtime or yeah. some bullshit. Yeah. It's good to see uh, the 99 cent stores letting him do that. Uh, yeah. I'm happy for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got... Uh, it's, nice. it's nice that Aldi let him pick up another shift of bad groceries. He's <laughs> 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 got some shelves. got some shelves to re... some plastic boxes to restock on those shelves. So. Dave, when you listen to this, I didn't say anything about your... Employment status. God, Nico. All right. Well, uh, if you've ever said anything about Dave's employment status, give us a call. Let us know how Dave took it on the Wretched Hive hotline. That's at 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E. In case you can't spell HIVE. You got damn right. And you can also find us online at thewretchedhive.net on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash wretchedhive podcast. We love you, Facebook. <laughs> Sucker bird. Yummy. You can also <laughs> You can also find us or tweet at us at Pod. <laughs> Yummy. Um, you can email to show at the wretchedhive.net um, we are continuing to expand our reach on the interwebs um, you can also of course find us on Google Podcast on Stitcher many other podcatchers most recently we are available on Podchaser and now we're available at TuneIn Radio nice. TuneIn.com and you search for Wretched Hive and we come right up you'll find us and um that's that's a cool one because you can load up their uh, the TuneIn.com app on your desktop and then dial us right up on your work computer so you can listen to the Wretched High podcast on a loop. On, on your work computer? is that well, Should we put a warning yeah, out you, there? Yes. It's been approved by, by the Wretched Hive hierarchy. <laughs> um, has approved. To let your supervisor know that it's okay to listen to us at work. It's okay. It's actually a terrible idea to listen to the show. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. NSFW as fuck. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, all right. So you can put on a set of headphones. It'll be just fine. Right. Nobody will hear it. Before yeah, we get you know. into the... That's true. Headphones would work. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Before we get into the news, guys, we had a request. We have a question from a loyal listener. 
Bring it on. Really the sixth member of the hive. Well, let's let's discuss this. Chris Whoa. Evans. Captain the? America. The Captain Evans. America himself. Oh my god. Oh, wait. America's ass. Wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> wait, hold on. Oh no. No, it's not that Chris Evans. It's not that one. It's a different it's a different Chris Evans. <laughs> it's an English teacher in Orange County. I love that you don't have a sound effect for that. You I, actually I just I had, crinkle paper. I, I had to look it up. Wait, hold on, let me look that up. Uh, that's my sound effect. Don't uh, do okay. that. Um so Chris Evans, uh my good friend, lifelong friend, Chris Evans, wrote I called him an ass times and you haven't mentioned it once. <laughs> well, it's because he is one. Um <laughs> He 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 messaged me earlier today. He says, "So, the question I want posed on the next hive episode. Force healing makes sense to me since they're molded on warrior monks. But how can Jedi teleport items from one location to another?" Rey and Kylo do this several times in the last two films. That seems far more unlikely. Is there a limit on the size of the item that could be transported or teleported? Could a powerful Jedi transport a whole X-Wing or a Wookiee? What are the limits? So then I wrote back and I asked for examples. I said, what are you talking about? What, you know, what part of the movie did you see transportation happening? The lightsaber. The lightsaber, yeah. And he, so the he neck, said... Yeah. So, the, the, the pieces of rubble from Kylo Ren's um okay trophy room but were those in okay with well okay so let me so here's Chris's response was the item the, from the Kylo rain, the last jedi the item from Kylo's ship when she is in his private quarters so i think what he's referring to there is her necklace that he was wearing no the, uh, sorry her, her necklace that he reached out and grabbed and he pulled did, back that's a different item that is another item that should be on this list i think he's talking about the item when she's on the ship and they are having the conversation and he sees vader's helmet land in the dirt in front of him he sees it but does that mean it's there with him sure he doesn't touch it we don't have confirmation of that. But up until that point, he does not know where she is, so he can't see anything else until it physically manifests in front of him. That's yeah, only, what makes him okay. recognize okay. her. Okay. Yeah. But is that so? Okay. And then and then he goes on to say the lightsaber when he is fighting the Knights of Ren. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So which is why she was told to bring both sabers. So let's so let's talk about the latter one first the the lightsaber when he's fighting the knights of run now i've only seen the movie twice so i don't know the movie as well as i need to yet but my memory is that the lightsaber could have been force pulled or thrown by her because they're in the same sort of like geographic area I think he's far enough away that it couldn't be hanging corners, turning, going down pits or holes. You know, or... sort of like, sort of like in the 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 Force Awakens when the lightsaber is force pulled past Kylo and into her hand. It I don't think sort of that. like that. They are not. In, in yeah. fact, oh, yeah, ahead, they're Drew. nowhere near like within eye contact of each other. Right. They are. They are. They're they are far far yeah. away where they they like cannot. You know, they, they couldn't yell to each other from that distance. So this is another new Jedi power we're seeing here. It is. And that is a very great point that he brings up. Uh, but yes, <clears throat> it does manifest because when he does put his hands behind his head, he does not have the saber and it is not on him. She is in a completely different room, puts the saber behind her. Now, she can't just do that and then send it 
like Greg was saying, far away, and I'm saying around corners and through that little elevator pit and all that stuff. Yeah. He's in a different location completely. So she is pushing that saber to him because what we learned in The Last Jedi, that they can actually see each other. The rain is on one of them from one of the rooms when they're having their, their little uh, Apple <laughs> FaceTime or whatever, Force right. FaceTime. So yeah. we see that a, a bunch from Last Jedi. Didn't so Palpa- are we... Are we going to upgrade Force FaceTime to Force Amazon Prime? I think Ooh. so. Yeah, I think so. Force Amazon Prime delivery. Now, didn't Palpatine say, though, that he was making them connect? over? The, he was creating the Force time. No, Palpatine did not because Palpatine was not in that film. That was Snoke. Snoke said that, yeah. Snoke said that, I'm sorry. But okay. now the big question eight, is, right. wasn't Snoke just a clone yes. of Palpatine or at least a... A, a puppet. A puppet. Almost. That he was because we see all the Snokes in the sort of like right, you know, Snoke creation chamber. That's right. In Episode Nine, there are two Snokes in that chamber. Oh, yeah, it's fresh in my mind, I, man. I've got a lot of insight on. This I need thing. a Snoke creation chamber. That's where. Where can I get me one of them? <laughs> I need one right, of those. So, but so, are we agreeing then that this? I don't know what you want to call it. Like, um, force Amazon delivery. Um, <laughs> That this is a new power now that we're seeing for the first time in the Star Wars universe. Have we seen this any time before? Well, yes and no. I and I think you know, like like Scott said when he brought it up before. I think this is one of the few times where they actually took something that was hinted at in the Last Jedi and actually did expand on it and not like fan service it out of existence. Right. Is that when Ray's standing in the rain on? Uh, whatever the fucking Jedi Temple planet is, the one in Ireland or whatever it is, and, and Kylo Ren is back on on the the on his Star Destroyer. Um, you know, he gets wet from the rain that's falling on Ray. So that's where you get there's an actual transference of of physical contact, first hinted at in the Last Jedi and then expanded on in Rise of Skywalker. So I actually got that, but I didn't take that as a Jedi power. It is not a Jedi power. It is a I, Sith trait more so oh. than a Jedi trait. So I I took that as more of like this force connect uh, a an um an adjunct to this force time connection that they were having that was out of their control. That that this this that was not Ray or Kylo was not willing the rain to be there. It was just a a function of the force timing. Yeah, my my yeah. opinion which, which on that. So, so which is I, don't, very... I don't know that it's a Sith or Jedi. I think they're connected through the Force, and 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 what do they call it? A dyad or whatever they called it. That was completely yeah. new to me. Also, the dyad of the Force. Mm. So they're connected through the Force. So something about this connection does allow them to pass actual physical things between them now. Yeah. Okay. So unfortunately, on the two subjects we're really going to get into with this, I want to touch on this real quick. The tele portation is actually now legends which used to be canon uh, the other one we'll get into that later um, the force healing stuff but I want to bring this up that in so I don't know if there's actually canon anymore about this but teleportation is very common and some of the people that have been known to use it in the past uh, Darth Nihilus uh, the Night Sisters mostly Sith um, uh, the figures ni- okay hold on a second the Aren't Knights... the Night Sisters canon? Yes. If the Night Sisters are canon, they do have the ability to do the that. The Night Sisters from the Clone the, Wars. The Knights, yeah, the Night Sisters were all in the Clone Wars. So actually, these are... 
Yeah. Actually, in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, the EA video game, a night sister and two brothers teleport themselves in front of the player character, and then the night sister poof teleports herself away, and you have to fight the two brothers. Okay. Yeah, it's it says in mm-hmm. in some of the uh, online information here that uh, notable practitioners are Mother Talzin, the father, Darth Jadis, Dreadmasters, Darth Nihilus, uh, some other ones I don't know, and affiliations are the Night Sisters, Sith Empire, <coughs> and Jedi Order, Galactic Empire. So okay. and there are examples of this. Now, unfortunately, this is now all legends. We get into the Force healing. There's actual canon. And something that's going to drive Steve crazy, so I can't wait till we start talking about force healing. Well, the but okay, but yes, the teleportation. The reason why I brought up the Sith but that's not all legends though. There's some of that that's right, but according to this, this is legends. There are some like the Night Sisters and some of the other ones I mentioned in there. So there is some canon, but that's again oh, okay. a lot of extra information. I don't want to get into all the details of it, but we can bring that up. Uh, talk about some of that as well but here's the thing it is canon now because it's in the films uh last jedi was the one that started it um i kind of felt the same way when i first saw last jedi of what you're talking about steve i felt like it was manipulated that way because that's what snoke told us but now we know that snoke wasn't technically the, the the master of this little game that was being played it is the empire it is sith that's doing this and here's the thing too we now know Rey is a Palpatine. She shoots Force Lightning. Force Lightning is not a Jedi trait. That is, that's why we see that on film. Uh, Kylo is trying to show her that she is a dark side or a Sith character in this, in this, or or has Sith abilities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So here's the ability for her to take that saber and transport it to him, knowing that there is a plan in motion to have both of them there. She was given Leia's saber to bring it to them for a certain reason. And that's more evident now that I've seen the movie again. Mm. Uh, it is presented in that way that she is taking it for a reason. Not just to have it as a token of, oh, you're you know, Leia's apprentice. You need this. Hmm. So Okay. I want to jump back to something that Greg said a, a minute ago. And that was um, the, the concept of the, the dyad of the force, which is something that we hadn't heard before. Um, Greg, is your assertion that, and correct me if I'm wrong, is your assertion that Kylo and Ray can, um, what's the word we're using? Transport, teleport items between one another because they are a dyad in the force. I don't know. That's the, and that's, I, yeah, I don't know if that's if I believe that or not, but it seems like it would make sense that the, their connection to each other, their special connection that they have to each other, would help facilitate that. It just seems to make sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, how? But how legitimate is their close connection? They're not brother and sister. They're not father and son. They're fucking distant, awkward cousins. <laughs> yeah. Well, isn't it Palpatine like, that says that? Who said? See, I need to see this movie again. Who says that they're a dyad? <laughs> who? who um, where did, when does that come um, up? Is it Palpatine? Uh, Palpatine says it. Yeah, Palp he's the one it. who brings it up. Yeah. Yeah. 
Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what? So so where do we land here with our answer to Chris? So so here are his questions. Uh, is there a limit to the size of the item? So, I mean, it, could you could you could you teleport over an X-wing? Yeah. I I think if you're powerful enough, you probably could essentially do that. If if what we see not just in the movies but now also so 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 essentially they're all Doctor Strange and they can bring in all the fucking Avengers to fight Thanos. I think that'd be fantastic. They right. should. There, there's your crossover <laughs> moment right there. There you go. We did we did have the same Avengers moment, the Tony Stark moment, and yeah, for, and... it's it's the exact the the two movies end exactly the same with the uh, you know I am Tony Stark and I am or I am Iron Man and I am all the Jedi. It's exactly the same moment. Yeah. Yeah, she's looking up and she's be with me, all that stuff, and mm-hmm. they all start talking to her. And holy crap, I re-looked at every list of everybody that shows up. There are a lot of Jedi that talk to her in that sequence. Yeah. I mean, the, at least 13, I think, are listed. So I, th- I think they put cool. them all in the credits. If you if you read through mm-hmm. the credits, they put them all in the credits. Yeah. It's Freddie Prince Jr. and the girl who does Ahsoka, I forget her name. Ashley, Ashley Eckstein. Ashley Eckstein. Yeah, she's one of them. Uh, obviously, Ewan McGregor, Qui Gon, or um, mm-hmm. Liam Neeson, mm-hmm. Mace, or I keep saying I keep saying the Star Wars names. Samuel Jackson, <laughs> yeah, Frank Oz. Mm-hmm. They're all yeah, they're all listed in the credits. So okay, yeah. So bottom line, this is not a new power. It's new to the 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 canon in the films, the film. but not new to canon. Right. right, because Correct. It, it did appear in in the Clone Wars, yeah. possibly. So previous canon, current canon, and now film canon, if that's how you want to call it. I mean, yeah, but it's okay. all over the place. So. Well, canon is canon. If it's canon, yeah, yeah. Period. If it appeared in a property from 2012 on, it's canon. Yeah, including the video games. Yeah, to Nico's point. Yeah, including fair. the Clone Wars. But we could start talking about force healing about that too. Oh, good lord! And that is definitely a thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, well, Steve. So, it is definitely all right, a thing. Can we move on from Chris's uh, question? Well, the reason why I brought let's that up talk is about force healing. It is in his question. He says because force healing makes sense to me. Okay. Uh, and he brings up his issue here. All right. It's a thing. It is an actual thing. So. Okay. What bullshit are you going to spin on me this time? Hate to say it, but I'm <laughs> going to have to start pulling out the Wikipedia on Wikipedia for you. Yeah. Me. All right. I read the Wikipedia entry, but why don't you enlighten our listeners? Oh my God. How many? How many moments? Well, do, do we even talk about Obi Wan? Obi Wan's got a thing for touching people. That's all I'm saying. It's a weird. Do you thing. mean the smelling salts that he gives Luke I'm when talking. Luke acts, just gets knocked out a little bit from the sand people? There are that's moments. It's not wakes, That's just kinda, Adobe. Just kind of wakes him up. Hey, Luke. That's it, what that was. It that is, was not healing. It is. Oh no. That was like, hey, buddy. Hey, you okay? No, no. This is where we're gonna have to differ in opinion. He, and he, t- he touches him on the forehead. He does he, give him like a, a Vulcan nerve pinch on the forehead. He's Greg is correct. However, he does not do that first. The first thing he does when you say, "Hey, buddy, are you okay?" He checks Luke's pulse. Yeah, the, he does. He touches his wrist, and then. Realizing that he's not dead. You don't know that. Oh, well, let me just pull this back up here on the old. <laughs> you don't know that. Let <laughs> me. Oh, because he touches, he might, his pulse might have been faint. It doesn't mean the pulse wasn't there. Right, right. He realizes Luke's not dead, but brings him back because he could have been sitting there for a day. He mm-hmm. could have been sitting there for an hour, but he brings him right back at that moment. As much as I, it, and this took a lot on my part. 
but it is written all over the place. Yeah, okay. They've even throw quotes back from the original script, which do not clarify it. I needed a sound clip from uh, from the right from the uh, Force Awakens. Traitor! <laughs> but what I did notice was in researching this, when they talk about the character of Obi Wan from A New Hope, mm. a lot of references go back to Obi Wan from the prequels. Sure. And this is why I said that earlier. Obi-Wan has a habit of reaching down and touching a lot of Jedi's faces. And it's kind of creepy, but it's oh. also like, hmm. hey, the first one he does is when Qui-Gon dies. Uh, I, I, I'm just I'm just glad that you clarified his face. I don't want to know what else he's touching when he's down there. So yeah, I, I might beep that out and just so no one knows what <laughs> Scott says. <laughs> touching Jedi's beep. <laughs> All right, so what else? Is, okay, so the Obi-Wan thing, I'm not convinced, but okay, that's fine, but whatever. Fair I still enough. think that was smelling salts. But what, right. what, else, what other evidence do you have? Because that's not, that's not adequate. That, that is Where not does he adequate. keep smelling salts in that robe? No, I'm not. It's, <laughs> all over the place. it's, it's akin to smelling salts. I, okay. <laughs> Legends and canon. And uh, canon. Legends? I don't care about legends. Legends is not canon. Focus no, no. on the canon. This is part. now official. It says legends and canon. It's now official as of three weeks ago no, when we saw Baby Yoda no. do it for the first time in Again. ever. Oh man, I've got we've got some fans that I've been begging them to call in because they have an argument. They're gonna side with me on this one. Fine. Baby Yoda reached too. out in episode two. I was incorrect. It was not episode one. Episode two, he when tries Mandalorian was shot and he's to trying heal. to reach him. He is not being a baby, just going, "Hey, look at my hand." He is trying to heal the wound on the, him. The part that I don't believe is okay. that in that moment you thought, "Oh, look, Baby Yoda's trying to heal him." Absolutely, you he's... are so full oh, of God. crap. Greg, Nico, somebody help! I... I thought I I, I honestly thought he was going to reach out and try and heal him. Oh, that was legitimately what my thought was. Are you serious? (laughs) Legitimately, that is totally serious. I'm totally serious. What is wrong with you people? I wish I would have recorded the moment I watched that episode because I think I looked over at my son. I'm like, oh my god, he's going to force heal him. I'm not kidding you. That is exactly what I said to him. There was no force healing before that. Oh, here's where I get crazy. It's happened all. It happens all the time, Steve. Where you been? Notable <laughs> practitioners in canon. Not true. Barris Ophi. Shaq T. Shaq T. When? Oh, oh, do I have to go into every single one of these? Oh, my God. Anakin Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. How many more do you want me to... Mara Jade Skywalker. You're just reading a list of names. You're not giving me any instances. Healing Trance redirects here. Let's go through this. Look, if you're going to bring an argument to the show... Yeah. You need to have your argument prepared, not list or read a list of names. I can read a list of names. Okay. About anything... In video games, is that canon, Steve? Did you just not say that on the show that it's in? It's canon if it's in a video game. I'm not it's more it. the force teleportation, not the healing. Though, not what buying. Was <laughs> I'm not buying it. Key a D Mundy. Okay. This was poor writing on this I'm pretty particular sure issue. No. Nope. Jedi. Jedi healers Thank you, use I, the power Nico, to diagnose right. and treat the ailment, ailments of their patients. A notable case of this using force healing was Silgal. Who's using the force to cure Mon Mothma? I'm gonna go when, and, when, and when was that? When did that take place? Yeah, when have up. we seen Mon Mothma healed okay. by a force user in canon? I am trying to get the name of the damn game. It is twelve, not 2012. Since so all you, the way back. So you're 
You're talking about Legends. No, I'm talking about whatever's still available in canon that Disney hasn't made into Legends. Would that be fair if I said that? If Disney took something like, let's say, what what is still canon? What's canon out there? Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. If we saw Force healing abilities in Clone Wars... Then I would stand corrected. Okay, let's uh, pull this open. There we go. I have to scroll through a million things here. All right, we're right. going to move on because you're not prepared to have this conversation. <laughs> you thought you were, but you're not. There's just too much. There's too much. I haven't seen There's anything. so much force healing that's going on. Fucking George Clooney should be a Jedi. They oh, literally have three <laughs> names for it that are all under the canon title. Oh. All right. Mm, go I ahead and move on. Let's go ahead and move on. I would love... Hold on. Here we go. This is wrong. It's all wrong. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, guys, we started off the show. Oh, by the way. So uh, let's let's go ahead, actually. Oh. Let's move on. <laughs> My God. And get into... There's actually some news that we have to talk about. So let's uh, let's go ahead. And there is actual news to talk about, not just us pulling each other's dicks over here. Is what they're what we're <laughs> saying. There's plenty of that. Um, <laughs> all right, guys, let's get into the news. Here we go. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. All right, so we have to spend some time reviewing The Rise of Skywalker, and this is such a dense movie with so much information, so much uh, tied up and finished up and wrapped up and retconned that we are going to spend some serious time on this. There's no way, there's no possible way that we could tack it all tackle it all in one episode so the strategy is we're going to tackle a little bit at a time we're going to take one topic and focus on that one topic or find an interesting article and dig a little bit deeper into that one topic that is highlighted in that article and what i wanted to focus on tonight guys to start us off in our months-long review of the rise of skywalker bit by bit is the timeline because Greg shared this great article on io9.gizmodo.com. The title of the article <laughs> <laughs> is when exactly did Palpatine... F I think we, yeah, we swear a lot on this show. We do. Yeah. I guess it's okay. It's not like it's the first time you've ever said fuck on this show, Steve. Come I on. was going to say, I thought it said make whoopee. When exactly did Palpatine fuck... Oh, wait, wait. title of the article. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do <laughs> oh, okay, wait, hold on, time it. When exactly did Palpatine... Do it, 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 do it. So Greg puts in our, in our chat thread, never mind the cheeky title, go look at the timeline part of this because it's really interesting, and, and I, I really got into it. So... um. This article is really interesting, and what I want to do is kind of read through this with you guys. Now, first of all, it it raises a point that, and I hadn't, I had heard about this, but I really didn't pay attention to it. That Disney is change is attempting to change the nomenclature for the way that they do the timeline. Have you guys heard about this at all? No. That they're getting away from BBY. Before the Battle of Yavin, yeah, to 
um, ASI or BSI, which A, so BSI is before the Star Killer incident. Hmm. So they're changing the timeline to before the Battle of from before the Battle of Yavin to before the Star Killer incident. Yeah, and, and and just in case you're really not that huge of a Star Wars nerd, I'm going to back up a little bit, which yeah. I don't know why you're listening to this podcast if you're not. But if you're not, think of it like a, a BC or an AD. It's before exactly. the birth of Christ and, and after after the death of Christ. So before the Battle of Yavin, the Battle of Yavin is, of course, the battle in Episode 4 where they blow up Death Star number 1. Right. So there's... There's things that take place before the Battle of the Oven and after the Battle of the Oven. That's the Jesus moment. But now, Scott, fucking Disney, wants to change that to the Starkiller incident. They're making Episode 7 the baseline start endpoint for all timeline in the Star Wars universe. Okay, but first I have to do one small show correction. <laughs> AD does not stand for after death of Jesus Well, what, whatever. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> I can't. It's Anno Domini, man. Are you killing me with that? I was like, did he just say after death? That's hilarious. Um, okay, you know, you know what I mean. You know I what do, I mean. I do, I do. Uh, Greg, you're dealing with the guy that went to Christian school here. He just, he knows his stuff. It just killed me on that. I was like, <laughs> so funny. Um, uh, okay, I'm, I had to do that because I needed some humor right there, and the reason why is because you know I'm gonna have a rant about that. Hmm. That hurts. All the stuff that we've talked about, just having them change. I mean, stop it! Just stop it, Disney. This I look. I get it. You guys are going to make a shit ton of money off of this, and now the next trilogy and any other offshoot that you do. But the originals are the originals. They are the ones. I don't. I'm, I had a great conversation with my son and my friend who we got to watch this movie the other night and we had a great, great dialogue about this. No no heated exchanges, but great dialogue back and forth about this. There are changes and differences how we look at all the different trilogies now. The prequel trilogy, the original trilogy, and now the sequel trilogy. But here's the thing. Disney, you wouldn't, none of this would exist. I'm glad you spent the $4.1 billion on this to own all of this, but it would not exist without that original trilogy. Show a little bit of respect. If you're changing this because you want to change the timeline because now you're going to add 20 more movies down the road and this is going to be your starting, whatever, starting endpoint. I don't even know. I don't even know what you're doing with this. Yeah. Stop. We, we've established this. It's fine. It's fine how it is. You know, so my son and I had a text ex exchange about this, and ours boiled down to, can you just imagine the Disney executives sitting around the table making this decision? Like, uh, how was your golf game, Fred? <laughs> Pretty good, Bob. I was going to say, are you going to go with Bob on did, this did one? You, did you re-up the, uh, you know, the membership at the country club? Oh, yeah. did. Hey, talking about that BBY issue. That's, we really got to do something about that. It's it's not confusing enough for for mildly interesting <laughs> fans. Let let let's add another timeline to the the whole thing just to confuse them even more. Yeah. I I, I, I why? I My know. question is why. 
Why do this? I think it's because it's Disney owns it, and they are going to reestablish a whole new set of movies, just like we've been talking about over the last couple of years. And this is now going to be their starting point. This is their jumping off point. Yeah. Everything before this is just what we used to do. We used to know that. We used to we used to love that. But now this is us. But they own Lucasfilm. They I know. own it. Don't don't get me started uh, on that. All right. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's so strange. It seems silly. Yeah, it does. It really does. I almost wish they would have pulled Favreau and Felonian on this. And if they were, holy crap! Why didn't you guys say something if you were in that meeting? I would be shocked if Favreau and Filoni knew anything about this. Right? Oh, I and know. Didn't push back. I seriously doubt it too. But especially if- Filoni, who was the guy that dressed up in costume and went to cons as you know Plo Koon. I, I, I mean he. <laughs> You know, there's no canon? way that guy's Is that gonna... canon? I want to know that. Oh, no. He's, he <laughs> showed up. There's pictures of him in, in costume. Well, that's my thing is they're creating something that's really treasured right now. Like the Mandalorian, yeah. as much as we have had some issues with it, it's amazing. It, they're doing a great job. They're bringing in some incredible talent. Mm. They're making a great story that's going to connect basically the, the uh, original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Those guys understand it. Even if I disagree with some of their choices on maybe an actor or right. maybe a story that's told in one of the episodes, so what? Yeah. They're doing an incredible job. I'll defend that no matter what, as long as they keep making fun, decent, entertaining television. Yeah, it's just a weird choice. Anyway, so what's great about this article yeah. is that the article acknowledges that and then just goes, yeah, but we're not going to go by that timeline. We're going to use BBY. How much you want to bet most of the fans are going to continue the BBY? Of course. Yeah. People I think that's have... where all the 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 fan base that's going to keep this argument alive is going to stick with BBY, of course. Yeah. I'm almost certain that even the differences between the prequel lovers, the original trilogy lovers, and the sequel lovers are all going to sit back and go, yeah, you know what? It's BBY. Yeah. 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 All right, so, so this article then postulates when did Palpatine... Yeah. <laughs> have the time to be single and ready to mingle. <laughs> when was Palpatine hooking up? Okay, I'm, I'm gonna. I don't. I Greg, I'm sorry. I have not actually read the article yet, but I'm gonna just throw. A couple That's okay. Things. I'm gonna throw a couple things out there. The only time I could ever possibly think that this guy would be hitting on something yeah. was back in his senator days from Episode One because he mm. gets. Well, okay, maybe Attack of the Clones, he's looking okay. I mean, I don't know, ladies out All there, right. and la- well, please, I uh, want, call in and tell me when you thought Palpatine was hot or not. <laughs> there's, there's our hot or not Palpatine hot or not dot com. Because after, after Mace or after the lightning gets redirected back into his face, he's yeah. not the prettiest guy in the well, world. get ready to be surprised. Oh, crap. All right, so. so you know, get, you know what, can we have... Uh, Steve, impromptu. Yes, sir. High five. Or, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, choices. 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 You want impromptu choices? <laughs> impromptu choices. Oh, man. All right. You sure? You ready to go with this? I'm ready to go All with right. This. Let's do it. It's a little game we like to call Star Wars Choices. Think of a hard choice you'll face in the near future. You must choose. Okay. Would you rather be intimate with a Wookiee? Choose wisely. Or be intimate with Ula, but Jabba gets to watch. I just assume he's a woman. Why do I have to 
Star Wars choices. It's been a while. It's been a long time. On the Wretched Hive podcast. Impromptu choices from the captain. Nico, what you got for us? Would you rather watch Jabba the Hutt get busy with whatever other hut creature he's getting busy with to make Stinky the Hut. Was that Zorba? Who was that? Zorba the Hut, right? Oh, dear God. Or would you rather watch Sheev's Palp oh. and girlfriend, Nico, wife, this is the person. one you're going to pull this out on and not have Dave on the show? Oh, my God. Oh, right. man. Damn it. All right. Since it's yours, who, who, you determine the order, Nico. <laughs> Uh, I want to hear Scott first, and then Greg, and then Steve. All right. Uh, oh, God. Okay. Um, good God. I don't even know how it's, to. It's a weird one. It is. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, grossed out and creeped out a little bit. So here. the choices um, are Jabba and his. I, th- I think it's Zorba. Woman? Zorba the Hut. Isn't that his wife? Yes. They make stinky. Isn't it Zorba the Greek? Or Palps and but see the thing is, well I don't want to. Yeah, there's more I, to I that story. I don't want to go there because I'm gonna I'm gonna think about that for my response. God, see, I don't. As a scientist, and I am a scientist. If I'm nothing else, guys, I am a scientist. I think I would have to go and watch the huts get busy because uh, because it'd be it'd be like watching two big slugs go at it. And I just yeah, you know was... when they, when you got two cephalopods, <laughs> how does that work? And for in, in science's name. How does cephalopod sex work? So that's what I'm more interested in. With she's pop, it's it's like watching the girl from The Shining, the the lady in the bathtub from The Shining, and I'm just no, yeah. no, thank you. There's would, there's too much there's too much skin hanging around. Greg, I don't I don't need that. I, before Greg jumped in on that, I was actually going to go somewhat similar with that. I'm like I don't know. I think I would think the alien species thing just because out of curiosity, but okay. I don't know. Yeah, I would go Java. God. So two for the huts? Yeah. All right. I'm going to go opposite on you guys. I'm going to go palps. Because you're going because grandpa. I was thinking all the hanging skin. But what I was thinking was. Grandpa said. What if, what, if, what if it's like a really hot young lady? Yeah, but it's grandpa. Just focus on her. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Nico. What say you? You tie break? You're going to create a tie or are you uh yeah, man. No, I got nothing. This is fucking weird that you guys are talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Alright, so we got two votes for, for Java, one for Palps, and one non-vote. This is weird, even though I made it up. Alright. Uh, uploading to Pornhub right now. Java, Java porn. That's, That's what por- I'm doing. Porghub. It's Porghub. Uh, I am going to look that up. Alright, so let's get back to the timeline. When it's did Palps... searching for Java porn. <laughs> I literally am when, looking at oh, Java. Oh, I'm sure it exists. And holy when, crap, Pornhub came up. <laughs> when, when, when did... Where in the timeline was Palps getting it on? Let's get it on. Oh, man, I need the Star Wars porn music, Scott. I thought you had it, didn't I? I, I didn't save it. Um, all right, so... I'm going to read from the article here. So there's some detail here, so you need to kind of follow along. Can I change my answer? (laughs) So let's start with some extrapolation from Ray's birth. There is a book called the Star Wars Visual Dictionary, and there is a Star Wars Visual Dictionary focused on The Force Awakens. And in that book, 
it indicates that Ray is a, was approximately six years old when she is left by Jakku, on Jakku, excuse me, by her parents in 21 ABY. That's after the Battle of Yavin. So she's six in 21 ABY. Got it? Got it. Yes. Okay. Her father, the son of Palpatine, which was Mm -hmm. determined in episode nine, uh, played by an actor by the name of Billy Howell. And by the way, the mother was um, Jodie Comer from Killing Eve. Great actress. Killing Eve is awesome show. Really good. Um, so Billy Howell. Oh, sorry. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Uh, okay. Um, they catch up with Ray's parents shortly after this. The Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary tells us that her parents, Ray's parents, perished. 13 years before the Starkiller incident. Okay. So just keep track of the facts here. Given yep. that The Force Awakens takes place in 34, 34 ABY, mm-hmm. 34 after the Battle of Yavin, that would make their deaths also take place in the same calendar year that Rey was abandoned on Jakku. Which kind of makes sense according to what we heard from the story. Right. Rise yes. of Skywalker. Exactly. All right. So that's one set of facts. So next set of facts. Again, according to the article on gizmodo.com, we're not given an official age for either Ray's father or mother. So this is where we have to sort of do some guessing. So the only thing we have to go by right now to make a rough approximation is the actor's age that played the father of Ray in episode nine. How that's Howell. That's Billy Howell. Billy Howell was born in November, 1989. So when they filmed the rise of Skywalker, he was presumably 29 years old. So Ray's father. So then we're presuming that Ray's father was 29. So Which seems was, legit. They're going off the age of the actor. Right. Seems somewhat legit considering it's not defined. He's obviously not super old and he's not super young. Right. And they're not making him look much more older than 29 or they're not trying to make him look really young. He looks like he could be around 29 or 30 years old in the film. So I think yeah. that's pretty fair. So that means that he was 29 when he died in 21 after the Battle of Yavin. That would mean that he was born in roughly 7 BBY, 7 before the Battle of Yavin. Right. This was not supposed to be the math show. Correct. God, where is Dave (laughs) when we need it? This was supposed to be the not math show. So then, if Ray's dad, Sheev Jr., if you will, was born in 7 BBY... And remember, zero BBY is a year in the timeline. That means mm-hmm. that Ray's dad was conceived around eight BBY. And what was going on in galactic space around eight BBY? Well, at this it's point, right around the time of the solo movie. 
Yeah, well, that's 10 BBY. So the Republic's reformation into the, Gala the Galactic Empire was well established. Uh, it had been over a decade since the end of the Clone Wars. So he's fried palps at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, so, the, I mean, the, chicken fried palps for sure. Oh, yeah. The Death Star had already been mostly built, entering its final stages of construction above the planet Scarif a couple years prior. Han Solo had won the Millennium Falcon from Lando yeah. around that time. Jin Erso, having been trained by rebel partisan Saw Gerrera from a young age, was active as a dissident guerrilla fighter, assassinating the Imperial scientist Doran Bell on the planet Horus. And perhaps a wonderful bit of foresight in 7 BBY, and this is where it gets really interesting, a festival of the ancestors celebration would have taken place on Pasana right around that time. Given that they take place every 42 years, as we learned in the rise of Skywalker, the next time it would have occurred was the celebration reign. Her friends find themselves caught up in when she finally rediscovers the Bastoon legacy, her parents ship on Pasana, ultimately, which was the true legacy of her family. So did Palps, hook up with someone at that celebration on Pasana? Star Wars Burning Man? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> possible. Wow. As Mark Hamill says, it's possible. But he was definitely, as Greg put it, chicken fried palps. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty nasty. Man. Yeah. I got, I got to say, I don't think too many people would be hitting on that so there's got to be some manipulation there mm. on his part just like we see in the manipulation panel where he's actually activating mm -hmm. the midichlorians in uh, Shmi mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm sure that there's some of that going on why can't force users is, is heal that, themselves is that still canon is that still canon that Palpatine created Vader, yeah, is that, that still canon? That's actually canon. He created Anakin. Anakin. Yeah, that was in the comic books, like yeah. not yeah. even like a year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah that's okay. Disney. That's like that's very canon. 2018. Yeah, that's very Disney canon right there. Yeah, yep. that was after Disney. Like that was after uh, Ryan's Johnson played his floppy Johnson all over Star Wars. Sea <laughs> <laughs> knives out. It's really good. <laughs> It'll make you feel better about Ryan Johnson. Really good movie. Settle down. I, I already, I already feel just fine about Ryan Johnson. I think that movie is is good on its own. He feels good about you two, also, <laughs> both of you, both of you. I feel like it's not terrible, but you know, hey, right. it's not good either. All right, so Palps was having sex around whew, seven BBY, eight BBY. I'm disturbed by that. I'm. I honestly, I, I know we don't want to get too into it, and it certainly uh, could be controversial. Oh, we're already deep into it. Yeah, we're deep. So was he, apparently. But I will say... <laughs> uh, where am I? I'm late on that. Sorry. Yeah, I think that there was something not right going on with that. Let's just let's put it that way. <laughs> he, was, he was taking advantage of some people, or mm, someone. Yeah, probably. I think that he had a master plan and it was going to play out the way he wanted it to be. Yeah. So. I think you're right about that. So, which 
I'm sure do they're going to stay it, away do from it, him do until it, they do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> Do it, 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 do it. That's so wrong. All right, we do have other uh, Rise of Skywalker revelations in the news. Um, comicbook.com reporting the Rise of Skywalker created Luke and Leia flashback with Return of the Jedi footage. This was really cool. Yeah. So you know the scene at the very end when they reveal that Leia had been training with Luke um, and that she had indeed reached the status of Jedi, um, and you see her face. So that shot of her face was essentially pulled from an old film cell from Return of the Jedi. How cool is that? Yeah. And That's really cool. Yeah. And is it also, I thought I read something about um, Leia's body double in that was her daughter. That was Billy Lord. Oh, oh really? Billy, oh, Billy Lord that in that sense. scene? Yeah. Interesting. So this Interesting. is the cool part of this article at comicbook.com. Uh, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker created Luke and Leia flashback with Return of the Jedi footage. Um, this is uh, Chris Ter- writer Chris Terrio uh, quote we had access to the dailies from the original trilogy and in the flashback of Luke and Leia that image of Carrie comes from Return of the Jedi can you imagine having the dailies from the original films the original trilogies like laid out on the yeah, table in front of you like let's look at this amazing yeah I mean that's like I, Man, you're handling that stuff with white gloves. All I've that stuff that wasn't used, that'd be yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah, I have said this before. As much as we love it, we we nitpick every little thing about this, and we have these great discussions, I want to see that original edit. There was a Star Wars Insider that came out. I still have the copy. I'll have to bring it in on one of the shows, and we need to have a discussion about this. Mm. There is a great YouTube um, <laughs> Uh, a video about this about 15 minutes long that talks about how editing saves star Wars and this oh. star Wars insider coincides with that and talks about the original edited piece together film and what, uh, Marsha and who was it? Paul Hirsch and the other, there were three editors that came in and basically restructured star Wars to make it what it is, what we see. Mm. Unbelievable. George, wasn't it? No, Did it was George. Not, do it, was any not, editing? it was not. George. I know it was Marsha. And Paul Hirsch. And there was one other. Okay. Um, I can't remember his name. So I am friends with Dan Madsen on okay. Facebook, who is the like managing editor of Star Wars Insider Magazine from back in the day. Nice. Um, and Can we he, get some old copies? He also, well, he also organized the first celebration. He was like the guy behind the original celebrations. Okay. Um, we've exchanged a few, like, you know, I like something he does and he likes something I do or something. It's very, yeah. but I don't know him from Adam. He's like one of those weird Facebook friends that you have that you yeah. don't really know each other. But um, I know you were a subscriber. Greg, did you get Star Wars Insider when back in the day? Probably only for a little bit. I, I It's not anything that ever, you know, it was really more the thing that if I saw something interesting on the cover or on the newsstand, I would pick it up. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I ever... Uh, yeah, I don't think I did, did. We subscribe to it? Did we? I don't know if you subscribed to them, but I remembered seeing a few of them around the house. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So was, I, I, yeah, I probably still have a few of them to this day, but yeah, I don't think I actually ever subscribed to the magazine on a regular basis. I, I still have my original Bantha Tracks subscriptions. I still and a, a few of the the pamphlets that would come in the mail. How long did you subscribe? All three films. So I. Or, the end of the first so film. six, seven years yeah. at least. And so I have the Bantha tracks up, I think it was 78, 
No, it was, it was nine because they were three years apart at that point. They were three years. Wait a minute. No, but it was six. And well, they were because, quarterly, yeah. I believe, if I remember correctly. But I have all um, the patches. Mm. I have all the little things they would send you in the boxes. Yeah. It was great. I should reach out to him and see if he'll come on, see yeah. if he'll do an interview with us just for fun. So, And then the insiders I have up to, I think, issue 100. Okay. So I kept subscribing afterwards wow. when that happened. So, cool. Yeah, all right. Some good stuff out Good. Um, good on you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, so Billy Lord was uh, was Leia in the flashback scene. She was the body, body double. double. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. That was good for her. That's great. Even though that was such a short scene, I did really enjoy seeing yeah, that. that um, cool. uh, and again, that was something that helped to pick up on, you know, Leia using force power. She actually, it does show her training as a Jedi. And I appreciate it there. It actually made me want to see more of that story. You know, and considering they can do what they did with Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher, and considering that they what they did in Rogue One with Peter Cushing, you know they could almost make a movie of that era now. Yeah, they could almost actually oh, pull that off. You, you know, know, we have books from that era. You can use your imagination. That's what we did back in my day. No, I want to see it. <laughs> he sounds like an old man now. <laughs> that was not a millennial <laughs> comment. Wow, what is happening? Twenty twenty is flipping on us. Um. There's been a few articles making the rounds about how rushed the rise of Skywalker was compared to uh, certainly The Force Awakens and even The Last Jedi. And this article on Cinema Blend encapsulates that. The article is titled, Wow, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker Had Months Less Time Than The Force Awakens. Wow, Star Wars. Wow, Star Wars. Um uh, that's some top. I'm notch having writing. trouble finding. Sorry, Scott. that's some top notch writing right there. <laughs> I'm having trouble finding the quote, but it boils. To, oh, here, um, do do do. The the way I made up to who is that? I don't know who to attribute that to. Bottom line, JJ was editing the film before they were done filming, so they were like halfway done filming. He started editing the first part. And then it was like this catch-up game to try and finish all the principal shooting, the second half of the movie, while he was editing the first part. Yeah. A lot of this really starts to make me feel like, again, we've already talked about this, more like there wasn't a plan. There wasn't a master plan to get to the end of this thing. And that's why I, I had a wonderful discussion with my friend the other night about this. I know we've all talked about this. I don't know if it's a real thing or not. It's been brought up about the J.J. Abrams edit or the cut, uh, which is about 192 minutes. Yeah. I would like to see that. I want to see what's in that. I don't need to have it. I don't need to change anything. I'm happy that it's ended. I'm actually happy with all three films now as a complete saga for the most part. doesn't mean I don't have problems with it. I just enjoy it. What I want to see is... There are moments in that film that feel like it's there are just sections missing. It moves so fast, mm -hmm. and rewatching it again just last night, it I I couldn't breathe for the first forty five minutes of that film, and starting off with a montage sequence just hurt it for me. Like I could, yeah. I actually wanted to see more of what Kylo was doing, and not just these kind of cut slow mo shots of him yeah. chopping up some alien race. And I'm like, that's fascinating to me. Tell me more story on Mustafar. Was was it? Yeah, Mustafar? They, they never even point that out. <laughs> that, that, they, that takes place all on Mustafar. Yeah, that opening sequence. Yeah, I had no idea. So, th so this this that article leads me to this next one, which is kind of related on Inverse.com. 
and this is interesting. You'll, you'll you guys will like this one. Three lessons Disney should learn from its mistakes on the rise of Skywalker. I'm interested. So, <laughs> so uh, number number three, don't retcon or course correct past films. I agree. So they're saying that when the Force Awakens debuted, it was clear the new sequels were trying to replicate the magic of the new of the original Star Wars trilogy. The new trilogy was also trying to make up for the perceived mistakes of the prequels, moving away from CGI-laden visuals and favoring practical effects. Um, Ryan Johnson's Last Jedi was not interested in revisiting the past, but in moving these stories to, and new characters moving forward. The Rise of Skywalker then backpedaled on some of the more innovative elements of The Last Jedi. Rey isn't a nobody, she's a Palpatine, Kylo even repairs his own helmet, despite the fact that it would be totally useless in battle. Um, there's a couple of other examples given. Um, anyway, they recommend don't retcon. Yeah, yeah huge. For I, sure. I agree with that. I don't think it's retconned as much as some people are saying out there. I, there are a couple moments that are minor, and it does. It, it, this, it, Luke catching the saber still really bothers me. And watching it again last night, it's jarring. Uh, but I don't what know. What about what he says when he says, yeah, he f- a Jedi's weapon should be respected or whatever the line is. Yeah, and, and he does it in a smirky way. He does it in this kind of snarky smirk. that, And I'm just like, oh, you, even if he did catch it, the added dialogue that he has at that moment just adds a little bit more salt to that wound. And I'm like, you could have just let it go. I'm mad about the whole Last Jedi thing. I know Greg and I disagree on this, but I also am a person to say, complete the film without having to retcon that stuff. Yeah. Just finish that story. All right, number two. Yeah. Second mistake that they should learn from, have some sort of ending in mind from the start (laughs) and maintain... Good God, yes. (laughs) And maintain character continuity across the movies. And the prime example they bring up with for this one is Rose Tico. Rose from The Last Jedi. But there's more than just Rose. I mean, you talk about Phasma. Sure. Shoot, talk about Palpatine, for God's sakes. I mean... Do you remember how excited we were for, for Phasma? Yeah. Just focus on that for a second. Before The Rise of Skywalker... Sorry, The, the, um, the Force Awakens. Yeah. In the trailers, how... Yeah. Fucking cool she looked. One badass scene of her walking down that hallway. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then... Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. She's trash compared Remember how daughter. excited we all were to see how badass Boba Fett was going to be in Return of the Jedi? Remember how excited that was going to be? Because we saw him in, in Empire Strikes Back, and he was going to be awesome. Yeah. And in Return of the Jedi, he was coming back, and he was going to be just so fucking just unstoppable. He was going to be this just major force. Remember when George Lucas hired Richard Marquand and <laughs> fucked it all up and we still bitch about Return of the Jedi to this very day? Yes, I absolutely do. No, great. Well, I good totally agree, is, with though, he, I agree with he you. He really yeah. solidified Han's role in, in you know, Star Wars canon as a man's man and, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, know. All right, the number one thing they need to learn from, don't rush production. Yeah. Fans will wait. And this is, uh, they quote Marianne Brandon, who is a film editor on the movie. She says that the rise of Skywalker was a no-win situation because production was so rushed. In an interview on the Rough Cut podcast, Brandon says she edited the movie, edited the movie in a tent, in a tent on set 
while filming for episode nine was ongoing with Abrams joining her between takes to help edit. Yeah. That's crazy. Why rush it so bad? I don't know. It it seems weird. I mean, it is a longer film or it should have been a longer film. Yeah. Uh, I know it's shorter than last Jedi, but again, this is my thing, whether we like or dislike or agree or disagree on this, there's enough knowledge that we have had and discussed about the extra footage in there. I want to see where they were going with that. Yeah. I think that would be fascinating at some point. Put out the you know extra special Blu-ray or uh, HD version or whatever. You know. Yeah. I want to see what what JJ's vision was. Just say I would even see that with Ryan Johnson's. I was there extra stuff on the Last Jedi on the. The the Blu-ray HD. I just have the. There were some. There are a bunch of deleted scenes. Yeah, I mean, scenes. okay. Yeah. I kind of shied away from that movie for some reason. There were deleted scenes, <laughs> and actually, there's one cool deleted scene where Ray is like going down to save a village. Oh, she that's runs right. Down. Remember, I, that's right. We did. That? Yeah, the, the 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 third the third training thing because yes, it's going to feature three things, and it's only two in the movie. And they filmed the third one and cut it. That's yeah. right. I actually like that. I like yeah. the third scene. Okay, the third third training scene. All right, so those are the three lessons Disney should learn from this, according to Inverse.com. I'm sure there's more you know, that when, we will discuss. You talk about the pacing, though. I, the, I had a problem with the pacing of The Force Awakens. I, 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 and I think I talked about this when we reviewed it on the show, you know, four yeah. years ago now, or whatever the fuck that was, is that it felt like they wanted the movie to take place almost in real time. Because it's literally, you go from Jakku to the Falcon to, you know, to the next place, to the next place, to Starkiller Base, end of movie. And it really takes place without a breath in between any yeah. scene there. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, I guess that's J.J.'s style somewhat. I mean, he's... It, know, it, it is, but the sad thing is... Keeps is, things moving. Because we've discussed the fact that it's almost like a, a mirror image of A New Hope... Uh, and, and rehashing that entire story. Mm-hmm. Why don't you at least steal or take away or borrow or whatever homage to the original and and keep that pacing? That pacing mm-hmm. is what is also builds the tension and the drama and the stuff that we love about that film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's one of the other things. Greg, great point on the pacing thing because this is what bugged me about that first part of Rise of Skywalker is pacing. If you look at the way that those are cut, the sequences are jarring. Like if... Yes, yeah. great yeah. whole great sequence with Kylo Ren. Then you have a whole great sequence of Ray training, but then you also have jump cut scenes of the was it the Falcon? They're all in the Falcon trying to get the special data thing from the the spy, and all of that is getting like intermixed or just jarred together, and you just get pulled out all of a sudden. Oh, because yeah. you know if if you look at the way it's structured, right? Because yeah. it's it's like they need to find the thing, so they go and find the thing, and then then there's talk of them on the ship as they're going to get the next thing and why they need the next thing, and it, there's there's no really building of those characters. It's all it's all about let's get to the next scene. So let's introduce whatever plot we need to introduce to get to the next scene. Yeah. and you're not really talking about the characters. Now compare that with a new hope. Where you have the, you know, it is very quickly paced. You jump from the from the Tanta Four to Tatooine to the Millennium Falcon to the Death Star, and it jumps very quickly. But look at what happens on the Millennium Falcon when 
when you know, when they're going from Tatooine to try and get to Alderaan. They sit there and they're messing around with the with the little Jedi ball, the training ball, and talking about the Force and what it is. And you know, and you get a feeling for who these guys are. They're not talking about what they're going to get when they get there. They're not talking about what they're going to do. They're talking about themselves and they're developing their characters. Right. That's the difference. Right. Yep. Yeah. Huge. And, yep. and, and totally what agree. I agree. And what I brought up earlier about that original cut that was re-edited by Marsha and Paul and everybody else. Um, that's how I felt about this film. The first 45 minutes of this film don't have the editing that they did from those talented people. Whoever did it, and kudos to doing such a crazy long movie and trying to wrap up this entire saga. But look at the jarring like edits. There are moments where you're just pulled out of a sequence, like with Kylo. Oh, Kylo's going to get um, Emperor Palpatine. He goes to Exegol. Yes. He finds the the uh, the, the, the little Jedi wayfind, wayfinder or whatever and takes off on this thing. There's moments where you're just like pulled back and you're suddenly thrown into Ray's situation. And I'm like, why don't you just complete this one segment and then segue into the Ray training sequence and not go to her running or talking to Leia and then boom, you're back to Kylo and boom, you're doing this. And I'm like, stop giving me panic attacks in this movie. That's how I felt. Yeah. And, uh, anyway. Richard Chu is that other editor that you were thinking. Ah, of. Richard Chu. Yeah. For you. God bless you. <laughs> Richard Chu. <laughs> um, okay, some quick hits here before we get out the door. Uh, Star Wars fans are convinced that o- that uh, Ewan McGregor is getting ready for Obi Wan because his hair is getting longer and he's got a beard. Nice. <laughs> Star Wars fans are convinced that he's getting ready for Obi Wan because he is. God damn it! The show comes. The show's gonna be filming this year and coming out next year. <laughs> right. Wait a minute. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Taika Watiti knows the real name of Baby Yoda. Oh, you son of a bitch. He does, and he thinks... <laughs> he tweeted, I think it's Nigel. Nigel. He's Nigel. Gonna, he's going to put it in Thor Ragnarok. Or, or Thor Love and Thunder, I mean. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> Electric Buzzaloo. That's just mm-hmm. a piss-off Dave, mm-hmm. right? That's right. Oh, this is this one's big. Uh, <laughs> this one's huge. Lucasfilm has started working on... A TV show for Disney Plus based on Willow. Nice. Wasn't that I talked about? about? That. Yeah. Willow. Yep. And uh, written by John Caston, who was co-writer. That's on Lo- Solo. Yeah, that's Lawrence's son, right? Lawrence's son. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Did, did he also write Willow back in the day with Ron Howard? Was he involved in the writing of the of the Willow the Willow movie? Lawrence, his, his dad, Lawrence Cass? did. Lawrence did. I think Lawrence. Oh, the dad, the dad. That's the right. dad. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. John I, was, been I, was, a twinkle I was mixing in, up in, my Castans, com- commi- committing the cardinal sin. John would have been a twinkle in Lawrence's eye. Back I was going to say a Palpatine, a, a, <laughs> but, uh, a little swimming Palpatine. Palpatine. <laughs> uh, fans are clamoring. Ooh, and I want one of these too. Fans are clamoring for some uh, Beskar steel iPhone cases. I want a Beskar steel oh. iPhone case. How you cool do- would that be? Seriously, I I you don't think to... they already have a couple of those ready to go out the gate? <laughs> well, the way he's holding the bar, there's one picture on Twitter where okay. he's holding the bar out to the Mandalorian, the yeah, single yeah. bar of Beskar steel. It looks like he's holding <laughs> yeah, an looks, iPhone. Looks like an iPhone, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's already in the works. Looks yeah, like an it, iPhone 4. If it's not even like, ready. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it could be an iPhone 4. If you look at... Uh, at Tabletop Thrama, sorry, Thoma, to... Tabletop Thoma on Twitter. Guys, He's got a nice picture there. Guys, I, I hate to break it to you, but 
it's already set for season one DVD Blu-ray HD release. Yeah. It's going to come in a <laughs> oh, best oh, deal. It's going to have it in there for you. Now, you're getting it free through Disney+. Plus. Would you... Well, you're paying for it, but you're getting it. Yeah. Would you get the box set just to get that Beskar Steel case? If there's extra footage that I won't get on Disney Plus, because okay. all the movies. Oops, you dropped your phone. I'm dropping. Yeah, you need a Beskar Steel case for that phone. I do. Well, here's you just the thing. dropped. I love the fact that they have the extra stuff on Disney Plus. Mm. But Steve, you know this: there are scenes that they have did not add in some of the bonus footage for the films on Disney Plus. There's mm. extra stuff we're not seeing. And I would love to get the box set eventually. Hmm. When they put out the original uncut versions, I would love that. That would be come Got on, it. Disney. Disney, I know you're listening. Bob, you're a big fan, right? Bob, hmm. are you there? Bob, Bob, Bob Iger. Hello, Bob Iger. Bob Guys, Iger. we haven't done this in a long time. We have a Star Wars tweet of the week. What? It's the Star Wars what? tweet of the week. Yeah, really. Curious. Because everybody knows that Twitter is a source of endless positivity. You're gravely mistaken. Come to your senses! Well, uh, there are a few Twitter accounts that are kind of funny. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> this is from uh, Bad Dad Han Solo. At Bad Dad Han Solo on Twitter. Apparently he's got a new neighbor named Megan. Ooh. And he... Yells at the new neighbor. He says, Megan who? And Megan, after a long look into the distance, says, Megan Skywalker. No. That's it. That's Not it. allowed. Oh. Do, it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. This, do it, this do is it. why the Star Wars tweet of the week has been away do for so it, long, guys. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to end the show on a high note. <laughs> it was funny the first time I read it. I was less sober. I guess. That time. Less or more? Or vice versa? Well, I'm more drunk now and it still isn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's hard to impress millennials. That's a fair thing to say. That's okay, Steve. I had plenty of my tweet of the week. did not go over well either, so don't feel bad. Ah, that's okay. <laughs> I don't. I, you know, it had been a long time. we you know, we got to resuscitate these old bits. Because as you mentioned at the top of, of the show, people love the Star Wars tweet of the week. Man, we, we had tweet of the week. We had choices. Yeah. We had choices tonight. I was impressed. Thanks, yeah. Nico. Throwing that out there, man. And um, the yeah, show boy. is almost as long as the JJ cut of um, The Rise of Skywalker. Are we going to see oh, that? Geez. Can we see that, please? Can we? I don't know. Let's, Maybe on the Blu-ray. Let's get it. I think it would be great. Was it 31 minutes? Nope. Yeah. They'll, right? they'll only do that if they let Peter Jackson make a, uh, make a trilogy of Star Wars films. Then there'll be a two-hour movie cut and four-hour DVD cut. Remember the rumors long ago when it was Peter Jackson making a Boba Fett movie? That was that was flying around for years, or, or that he wanted to. Maybe that he was saying he wanted to. Okay. Fat chance now, Pete. Everybody wants to. Yeah. Well, I remember back yeah. in the day when James Cameron was talking about doing a Spider-Man film. So. Yeah. Yeah, that was the thing back in the day. That was pre-Titanic. 
Yeah, that was. Oh, man. Well, if, guys, if you've ever been on the Titanic, give us a call. Let us know how wet it was on the Wretched Hive hotline at 562-455-4483. Look us up online at thewretchedhive.net. Go check us out on TuneIn Radio at TuneIn.com. Search Wretched Hive and you'll find us there. TuneIn Guys, Radio. Episode 104 is in the books. Final thoughts. Episode 104, and my birthday was 1-4, guys. Coincidence? I think not. I think not. Yeah. You planned that, didn't you? I did. I planned it. Yep. So are we getting together again in, like, another year (laughs) for Greg's (laughs) birthday? Is that what? We don't have a Star Wars. We'll see you on your 51st birthday, Greg. Guys, have a great couple of weeks. We love you. Thanks for listening, and may the Force be with us all. Hey everyone, a quick addendum for this week's show. Just moments before I was about to make the show live for this week, heard the terrible news that Rush drummer and lyricist Neil Peart has passed away at age 67. He was an incredible drummer and was a huge influence on me as a, as a young musician and um, someone who wanted to learn to play the drums uh, in my teens and early 20s. Neil Peart really is the reason that I started playing drums. And um, I'm a little bit heartbroken right now, but I wanted to do this live because in the interviews with him that I read and watched, what came across for me was that Neil was someone who deeply valued personal reflection and growth and being real and being authentic um, and being authentic with your audience. Um, Rush's music has been such a huge part of my life and Neil's influence on Rush, of course, but on the world of rock and of popular music will never be able to be measured. Um, Before today, he was the world's greatest living drummer, and he set a new standard for musicianship and technical expertise for drummers, and especially rock drummers around the world. And he's certainly in the upper echelons of the greatest lyricists that have ever lived. He will be sorely missed um, by his millions and millions of fans, of course. So I wanted to dedicate this episode of the Wretched Hive podcast to Neil Peart, to his family and uh, his friends, to Neil's fans around the world. And uh, Godspeed, Neil.
blind who once could see. But there 